0: This episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown and use the promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Team Everyday What's going on Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of Your Daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Lockdown Eagles as always part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's a Friday edition of the show. Guys, thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's episode four this week of four. We did crossover Thursday with uh, Patricia Traina of Lockdown Giants. Well, that was posted Wednesday with Gino as we did take yesterday off for Thanksgiving. On Tuesday as well, we did stock up, stock down. Monday was our recap of the Eagles' big win last week against the New Orleans Saints. And then today is the final show of the week. And as we do every single Friday, it's Lockdown on QB1. Today, we're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and then some more Jalen Hurts. Some good some questions still. I wouldn't say bad, but I'm going to say some questions I want to get into and uh, a look forward as the Eagles at five and six are only a half a game back of a wild card spot and now only two games back of the NFC East lead after the Dallas Cowboys lost yesterday on Thanksgiving to the Las Vegas Raiders in large part thanks to Deshaun Jackson who had over a hundred yards and pulled within just two 50-plus yard touchdowns of the record that is owned by Jerry Rice, the deep threat goat, continuing to build on that Hall of Fame platform, and he really helped out his former team yesterday as the Raiders beat the Cowboys. So that's what's coming up on today's edition of the show. Guys, we hope you enjoyed Thanksgiving. Families across the country eating some good turkey. I don't really love turkey, though. I can't tell you how much green bean casserole I had yesterday and mashed potatoes, corn pudding. If you don't know about corn pudding, you are missing out um, some you know rolls with honey butter. It was a great day, a great day of football, too. You know, the first game was pretty brutal with Bears-Lions, but Raiders-Cowboys was a great game, a great result for the Eagles. And so, too, was that first game because with the Bears win, that did knock that Miami Dolphins pick one spot higher now. It would be seventh overall as opposed to eight. So, you know, the Bills also beat the New Orleans Saints, who were a half a game up on the Eagles for a playoff spot. So overall, it was a great day not only to see friends and family, had the Turkey Bowl yesterday morning too, got to play some football, But then as well, it was a good day to be an Eagles fan because all three games helped the Eagles out for sure with the draft and with their playoff hopes and with the division aspirations that are suddenly on now because this team is red hot winning three of their last four games and a huge reason for this turnaround. There's a million different reasons that we've talked about on this show, but one of them is how good Jalen Hurts has been since that Lions game. And I thought for another week I think now three weeks in a row, I have seen Jalen Hurts take really good steps forward in his development against the Saints. That happened again. And, you know, they're not dramatic steps, like huge, you know, you see like uh, Carson Wentz from year one to year two steps, you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. You don't see that normally in season, Um, but it's not like these gradual, you know, I shouldn't say giant steps forward. There is still definitely a lot to work on with Hertz's game before he becomes a, you know, franchise quarterback, right? But at the same time, I thought he's been taking really nice steps each week, specifically as a passer, because we know his rushing continues to be elite right now. He is the most efficient mobile quarterback in the NFL. But I thought it was another week that he took good steps as a passer that makes you want to keep watching this play out and see if he can grow enough to the point where he does convince you you don't need another quarterback. People are going to read the box score, too, against the Saints, and they're going to see that he only had 147 yards, and that is now the sixth game of the last seven where he has under 200 passing yards. And while that is a concern, and I do want to see him you know, throw you more into wins, and you're going to need to be able to throw for over 200 yards consistently throughout His career, if you want to sustain success, like that's just a fact of them, you know, you just can't keep up this kind of rushing rate. But at the same time, like if you're going to read that box score and see only 147 yards and develop some sort of narrative about who he was that day as a passer, that would be really missing the context of that game, because I actually think for another week in a row. I think now, again, three weeks in a row, the Chargers game, he took a step. He took a step again against Denver. Another nice step against New Orleans. I thought he once again looked improved as a passer. There were multiple times, again, in that football game where this is the sign of growth. Earlier in the season, he would have felt the pressure getting closer. He would have dropped his eyes. He would have rolled to his right and he would have tried to pick up, you know, six, seven yards. And guess what? He probably would have picked up those yards as a runner staying in positive situations on second and third down thanks to that mobility, right? But a lot of the time when he would do that, first of all, there wasn't any pressure. The blitz was picked up. The offensive line was holding their own. If he just climbed the pocket, kept his eyes downfield, he would find an open man. But at the same time, you know, he would do that and there wasn't any pressure. And also, you were losing out on, you know, yes, he would get maybe 7 to 10 yards on a run. But you were missing that 23-yard passing completion that if he just waited a second or two longer, Devontae Smith was going to break free. Quez Watkins or Dallas Goddard were going to break free or Miles Sanders on a wheel route down the left sideline. Whereas against the Saints, yet again, he kept his eyes downfield. And you could see the instincts kicking in. Like There were moments that you saw him open back up you know, he opened up his stance. He was ready to roll, right? Like that's just going to happen a lot of time. He's got to fight that instinct because he's such a good mobile quarterback and you don't want him to not run, but you want him to find the balance. You want him to run. Gino and Mark Schofield said this last week on lockdown QB one. It was a great point. You want him to run out of necessity, not when there are passing plays to be had because the passing plays are just going to get you more yards the majority of the time. And so A couple times in that Saints game, you saw him open up again. He felt like his brain was telling him, run the football. This is who you are. This is what you do best. But then he kind of reset his body. He reset his eyes. He noticed that I actually have space up the pocket to step up here. So I'm going to keep my eyes downfield, use my mobility, but this time use my mobility to create spaces in the passing game. He knew Devontae Smith was breaking free. He turned Marshawn Lattimore inside out. On a double move on the left sideline, he was streaking across the middle, and Jalen Hurts picked his eyes back up, stepped around Lane Johnson and Marcus Davenport, because he was rolling right, so Davenport was getting the leverage there. And then Hurts said, nope, I'm going to go back around, get back inside that pocket, and find Devontae Smith, and he put it right on the money with good anticipation, with accuracy, and really good touch. He did that multiple times in that game. There was another moment where he rolled right again, but you saw him step up, even with a free rusher right in his face. He knew Dallas Goddard was coming open for the first down, and this was on a third down, Hurts took contact, right? You're going to take hits when you stand inside like that, but he sta- he stood strong, and he delivered a really nice pass for a first down. If the play, you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it was the play where Dallas Goddard literally caught it with his fingertips, which was an incredible catch, but it was also a really impressive throw. And again, those plays, and those, there were multiple instances, more than just those two plays, but those two plays specifically are what really stood out to me against the Saints that show continual signs of growth. And they, they aren't these super dramatic signs of growth, but it's a step in the right direction each week. And it makes you want to hold out hope because he's so good in other areas and not, not just like that area specifically, but I just thought he was accurate. I thought he looked comfortable in the pocket when it was clean. He was on time and he just, I thought again, he, they didn't ask him to throw a lot, but when he did have to throw the football. He was efficient, and he helped this football team. On third down specifically, he had six completions. Five of them did go for for, uh, first down. So on third down, a lot of why they're one of the best third down teams right now in the league, they're actually number one with a 56% conversion rate over the last four weeks. A lot of that reason is because you're running on first and second down and creating easier third down situations, not a lot of third and 11s anymore, and it's more third and six, third and five. But also, too, like Jalen Hurts' development as a passer is also helping them continue to convert on that money down. Again, six completions against the Saints on third down, and five of them did move the chains. So he is taking steps every single week as a passer. And again, they're not huge dramatic steps, but it's enough to make you want to keep watching and really, really be intrigued about the potential here. Also, just to efficiency, he is the seventh highest A dot right now at 8.6 average depth of target, and his off-target throw rate when it comes to accuracy right now is only at 14%. And the change in offense when you look at it after that loss to the Raiders, a lot of it was about Jalen Hurts just not being able to carry a pass-heavy offense that Nick Sirianni and I bet Howie Roseman and I bet Jeffrey Lurie wanted to run. So a lot of the change in this offensive philosophy was because of Jalen Hurts in a negative way. But at the same time, when you look at this change in philosophy, it has actually resulted in him growing as a passer tremendously. So it's, it's pointing in the right direction for sure. I have questions that I want to get into in segment two still that I will ponder. But I think the passing right now is, again, good enough to where this team is in the thick of it in the NFC. And I would not be a team in the NFC that would want to play Philadelphia this late in the season. It wasn't just the passing, too, before we take a break. Like, I loved just like seeing him take over that rushing touchdown, the ankle breaker to put the game on ice. I loved seeing him take over the game, right? That's what you want in your franchise quarterback. We talk about win with versus win because of all the time. And I want to be able to win with him because of his arm to be a franchise quarterback. But I don't want it to seem like you're not winning because of Jalen Hurts. At times this year, like you won that game at the end because of Jalen Hurts, it just wasn't in the way that I want to see consistently. It was with his legs, though. He you are still winning because of Jalen Hurts in that area, it's just with him as a mobile quarterback. I want to see him be able to do it as a passer, too. But it was great against the Saints just in general. I tweeted out after Nick Sirianni kind of got too conservative and he admitted it after the game that in the third quarter it felt like him and Jonathan Gannon. Felt like they had that game wrapped up, and so they were being way too conservative, and they just took the ball out of their quarterback's hands. And late in the game when the Saints were kind of making a comeback, I'm like, I want to see Jalen Hurts close this game out because I know this is one of the areas that makes him great. He is really good late in games, and the way he's running and throwing the football right now, I want to see them win because of him. And it was frustrating to not be able to see that, and a lot of it was because of Sirianni. But I wanted to see them show confidence in this kid. Like, if if he's going to be the guy, this is a kind of in game situation in a very important game with a lot of playoff implications that I want to see them trust him to win the game. And he did that. And uh, it's another sign of progress. And I really, really think that, you know, for what Jalen Hurts isn't right now, what he is is a guy that is built for these kind of late season runs. And that is one good. I would say, a projection the Eagles had of Hertz when they picked him in the second round in 2020. Like, they thought he'd be perfect as a backup if Carson Wentz went down to step up late in games in a playoff run like Nick Foles was. And that is something they did project correctly because, you know, you saw it against the Saints, and I think with the way they're set up for this playoff run down the stretch... I think they have the right quarterback to get this done. And it's exciting to see how the season is going to unfold. I do still have long-term questions though about him specifically as a passer that I do want to get into coming up next guys this is Lockdown eagles your daily philadelphia eagles podcast and it's brought to you today by stat hero look no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose winning feels so much better but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against stat hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups winner take all and here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one after the fact. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and make sure you use our promo code Lockdown, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code Lockdown for a 100% hero match. Thank you so much, guys. Terms and conditions apply for StatHero.com. All right, guys, welcome back into Locked On QB1. This is Louis DiBiase, your host of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Getting into Jalen Hurts and the continuous development of him as a passer, He continues to be impressive late in football games. It's part of what makes him a good quarterback. It's part of what, you know, makes, it's one of the special traits he has that makes you want to see if he can be a franchise quarterback. And so too is the rushing ability. And that was all on full display last week against New Orleans. And I'm excited to see him continue to build off this hot stretch that he's on over the last three weeks against the Chargers, Broncos, and Saints. I'm excited against a bad New York Giants football team this week to see if he can keep it rolling. I want to, here's the question though. I want to ponder when it comes to now the long-term objective with finding out who Jalen Hurts is. The question still remains, because again, like I said, right now he's great late in games. We know that. We know he's a great leader. We know he's a great mobile quarterback. And we know that he's taking steps forward as a passer. But the question is, how much can he grow as a passer, right? How much better can he get? Is there a certain ceiling? Like, is the ceiling limitless when it comes to him as a passer, the next step is this. When the Eagles, this is the situation I want to see him in that I haven't seen yet. And it's why that question is still there. The next step is when the Eagles need to throw to win, right? When they're trailing by multiple scores, which has not happened since that Raiders game. You saw it a lot earlier in the year when they played the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, Derek Carr and the Raiders, right? Um, When you saw against Justin Herbert as well in the Los Angeles Chargers. When they're trailing by multiple scores against a great quarterback and you need to throw to win, he has to throw 30-plus times to get you back in that football game. Can you lean on Jalen Hurts to throw you to a win? That is still the big question that we need answered. Earlier in the year, like I said, he couldn't do it. And while he is taking steps forward as a passer, We still haven't seen him back in that kind of in-game situation. And it's a good thing, right? You've been having leads, and you've been running it so well that you don't need to do that. Like, you don't want to force that kind of in-game situation if you don't need it. And I think that's the one good thing the Eagles have been doing in the passing game the last three weeks is not trying to manufacture that kind of situation for Jalen like they did earlier in the year. It's understandable why they wanted to use him so much as a passer, but at the same time, like it was way too much on Jalen's shoulders earlier in the year, and he wasn't stepping up in that area. But now, like we said, he is progressing as a passer. He is taking steps the last three weeks with the limited passing attempts he has. So now I want to see, and again, I don't want the Eagles to be losing by multiple scores, but what I do want to see now in those moments against those kind of teams is if he is ready for throwing it 30 plus times in winning you a football game because he wasn't earlier in the year. But now that he's taking steps in his development as a passer, I am kind of excited to see that situation unfold again and see if Jalen Hurts can step up because when you look at it, like Baltimore did the strategy in 2018, 18, right where they're running it, you know, 70 plus percent of the time. Um, because that's what Lamar Jackson did great. He wasn't developed as a passer yet, and it's the same situation with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Right now they're utilizing what he does best. Like, what does he do good? That is what we're going to feature. At the same time, and you saw this year by year with Baltimore, you can't run at that rate every season. You can't run at that crazy high volume every single week. And like the Ravens and Lamar, you're always going to want to make that a focal point, Because of that's what Lamar Jackson does well, more than anything. That's what Jalen Hurts does well, more than anything. But eventually, the Ravens did get more balanced because Lamar Jackson showed you that he could do it the other way, too. That he could throw the football high volume, high efficiency. He's got the arm talent to do it. And so now you see this year, Baltimore's throwing way more than they're running the football. Lamar did that eventually. Will Jalen Hurts? That's the question. And it's something I'm very excited to see if he moving forward can become that guy like Lamar did. Because right now, when you look at, although Hertz is taking steps as a passer, the passing concepts Nick Siri is drawing up, they're still very limited. They still show the lack of confidence in Hertz as a, you know, a well-rounded pocket passer. And so Lamar too, you look at Lamar Jackson, who's the comparison we're making, he has arm talent that Hertz doesn't. So the question is, although he's taking steps, how much better can he get? Like, how many steps can Jalen Hurts take? Will it be worth it, right? Will it be worth the ceiling to hold on to Jalen Hurts right now? Because there are other quarterbacks that can run the football like Jalen Hurts can. There's a lot of mobile quarterbacks in the NFL, there's a lot that are going to be coming every year in these draft classes that have better options are physical arm talents that are just more talented as a passer. So the question will be, although Hertz is, you know, the signs are pointing in the right direction right now, he's projecting upward as a passer. It does feel more like, you know, a small, you know, small incline each time, if you will, like on a line graph, right? Can he take the dramatic steps forward eventually? That's the question. It is worth giving him a chance to do that though, because his rushing, his clutch gene, his leadership is extremely special. I mean, some of these stats on the ground right now that Jalen's pulling off are incredible. His six runs of 20 plus yards this year is third, only behind two of the best running backs in the game, Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. Only Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry have more rushing first downs than Jalen Hurts this year. Jalen Hurts has 45 rushing attempts that have gone for first down. That's top three in the NFL. He leads the NFL, by the way, in explosive plays too, which are 16-plus yard completions and 10-plus yard runs with 78. Lamar Jackson, who we just compared him to, has 73. Justin Herbert, who we've compared him to the last few weeks as well, 72. So, you know, that is why you want to be patient because the passing is moving upwards. And when you combine that with the elite rushing, with the clutch gene, with the leadership, it makes... Giving it another year, completely understandable. Especially since you won't really get to see that scenario I drew up earlier in the segment about throwing into a win. You probably won't get it, that answer this year if you can do that consistently. Because the teams they play the rest of the way, the Giants twice, Washington twice, the Jets once, the Cowboys week 18... You can probably sustain this high-volume rushing, continue to do what you're doing right now, like the 2018 Baltimore Ravens did, mess around and make the playoffs still. So I don't think you're going to get that answer this year. It's going to probably be next year. And Jalen is doing enough this year to make you want to hold out and find that answer in 2022. It's going to be fascinating to watch if he can become an above-average passer. He doesn't have to become Patrick Mahomes to become a franchise quarterback because what he does on the ground is so incredible. And there's so many other special traits about Jalen, but he does, there is still a lot of room to progress here. Like there is still a lot more work to be done. He is still in a very simplistic passing offense right now with route concepts because of his vision, because of the lack of arm power, and just right now, the lack of faith that Nick Sirianni has. And you do want to see it more in volume because right now the efficiency is with, you know, 15 to 20 attempts a game. He's had under 200 passing yards in six of the last seven games. So there's a lot still, there's a lot of question marks still with Jalen as a passer. But there are enough positive signs in that area. And what he does on the ground is so great that I understand why he'll be the quarterback again in 2022. And it's a fascinating thing to watch. Like, I, I really hope that he can get to that level and he can become a guy that you not only win because of on the ground, but you do win because of him through the air as well. He has to be able to do that at some point because right now this strategy is working running the football. They are beating up on teams. They're running through the strength of their team, which is their offensive line. And Jalen hurts is a mobile quarterback and it's putting them in the playoff race. And this is the identity of this team right now. And they should continue to run with this until it's not working. But you know, that's more of a short-term strategy. When it comes to the long, just like Baltimore, the long-term sustainability of this success, they have to be more well-rounded. You have to be able to throw to win games with this quarterback if he's going to be the guy, and eventually he does earn that contract. And I'm excited to see if he, if he can become it because right now he's doing a lot of other things great, and so it's fun to watch for sure. Guys, today's episode of Lockdown QB1 is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Built Bar. It's the most wonderful time of year, guys. Black Friday. Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount all through Black Friday weekend. Get at least 20% off anything and everything at Built.com when you use our promo code LOCKED20. That's locked 2-0, and they got new flavors. The Ruby Chocolate Puffs, I had them for breakfast today. It's a marshmallow bar covered in a unique chocolate, Ruby Red Chocolate. This has never been done with a built Bar before. I've never had them. There's dark chocolate. There's white chocolate, what I love. And now they're creating Ruby Chocolate, joining the built Bar Club. I love unique different chocolates. Orange chocolate as well. Ruby is top tier. It has a beautiful rose color, perfect for the holiday season, and it's an actual type of chocolate that has a berry, like a raspberry-strawberry combination to it. It's unique, it's delicious. They've got right now lemon-dipped cheesecake puffs as well, the Built Crave Bars. There's so many options at Built.com. No need to fight angry crowds, no camping out for hours. Your best Black Friday deals are at Built.com. Tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Again, head to Built.com And get 20% off built bars and two free crave bars when you use our promo code locked 20 L-O-C-K-E-D 20 at built.com. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by betonline.ag. It's Thanksgiving season, it's Christmas season, and we all know what that meant. Football, and it's going to continue to mean that. And nothing goes better with football than Turkey betting, Christmas trees, BetOnline has you covered all holiday season more props, odds, and lines than ever before and they remain your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your bonus, it's not just football BetOnline has pro and college hoops the NHL, boxing, UFC even your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the Amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this holiday season. Guys, it's locked on QB1 right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase here, getting into Jalen Hurts. And what I want to get into here to wrap up the show. The Eagles right now are 5 and 6. They've won 3 of their last 4. They're only a half a game back from the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings for one of those two wild card spots. But not only that, they're only 2 games back now of the NFC East lead with the Dallas Cowboys losing again. This time to the Las Vegas Raiders. So they're 7 and 4. The Eagles are 5 and 6. The Eagles have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. They have a matchup still with Dallas at Lincoln Financial Field week 18, like not only could they make the playoffs this year, they could potentially still win the division. It is crazy how fast things can change in the NFL. We say it all the time on the show, but it really does stand for not for long. That's what this league is all about. And now I never thought we were going to be talking about winning the NFC East this year, especially with how good Dallas looked earlier in the year. But this is the reality. The Eagles are in it for the playoffs and for the division. And you know, Looking back like on the Carson Wentz era, it sucked each year outside of 2019. Why I love 2019 so much is because Carson Wentz finally got to go on that playoff run of his own. Seeing him like carry you, win because of your franchise quarterback who wins four straight games and wins you the NFC East and gets into the playoffs that was special especially be considering you didn't get to see Carson go on those runs with the team in 2017 in 2018 and it's so much more fun like obviously I'll never forget those moments with Nick Foles the greatest football moments of my life but it does make it more exciting when you have the guy like the franchise quarterback carrying you in those important situations, right? It's a huge part of the growth of a franchise quarterback is getting the experience in those moments because playoff football, playoff atmosphere football, down the stretch in the regular season when you got to win a lot of games to get in, that is a huge part of the growth of making that guy the guy. And it sucked not seeing Carson get to do that outside of one season from 2016 to 2020. It's more exciting to have that guy leading you And it's exciting this year to see that Jalen Hurts in his first year as QB1 is going to get that chance to go on that run. And again, like I said, not only potentially make the playoffs in a jam-packed NFC race, but also potentially win the division. And Jalen, as I said in segment two, or I think it was segment one, I said like he looks built for this exact situation where you've got five or six teams fighting for the wild card, you're two games out against the NFC East, leading Dallas Cowboys, and you need to string along a lot of wins, and there's going to be important situations late in games where you can't turtle and shy away from the big moment. Like That is one thing the Eagles did get right when it comes to drafting Jalen Hurts. You guys still know I think it was a huge mistake that cost this franchise a really good talent, but at the same time, what they did project correctly was he would be a guy in moments like this that could step up and win you football games. And I'm excited to see what he does with this final stretch of the season and see if he can get the birds in the playoffs for what would be the fourth time in the last five years. That's going to do it, guys, for this edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with five shows instead of four. We'll have the game recap after Sunday's matchup with the New York Giants. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows. We're on YouTube as well and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds and at D-B-I-C-L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds.